I'm John Matthews, and in the recent issue of the Arcana Eye, Kevin Hoover, he put together a story titled here, The Lives, Loves, and Lies of John Post, a.k.a. Johnny Berry Picker. And he begins by laying out some of the stories that John had told over the years, talking about how he was a high-powered author, commanding six-figure fees, a former Secret Service agent and U.S. Marshal with deep connections inside the federal government, an experienced Navy fighter pilot who survived dogfights with MiGs over the Atlantic Ocean. He retired to Humboldt, where he continued to act as a federal operative known to and well-respected in local law enforcement circles. And then on top of that, some education, talking about oh, a double master's in anthropology and cultural anthropology from Notre Dame. And also a Bachelor of Science degree in Theology and Philosophy from the University of Mexico, New Mexico. And, oh, it goes on. But the idea is that all these things are not true. And then it lays out the idea that uh, he is uh, a con man and uh, also involved with white supremacy. And on the phone now is John Post. Hi, John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I think I might make it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. What did you think about the article? Um, it's pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. I, I thought that, uh, you know, on a technical side that Kevin did a good job of writing. He's a great writer. Um, I think I was really disappointed that he bought into um, some of the uh, the hype, so to speak, Uh there's some local people claiming that they got ripped off, that uh, one lady claims that she lost a home due to me, and it's like, you know, these things just are not true at all. What about the somewhat staggering list of horribles it lays out that, of course, you lied about your past, and uh, if you just address that for a moment, have you misled people about who you truly are? In some cases, yes. Why? Um kind of a defense to keep people off of me, so to speak. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, sometimes, I don't know, people, I don't want to say they dig too far, they dig too deep, but it, there's some things you just don't want people to know. And uh, sometimes throwing something out there, it's not necessarily the right thing to do, but uh it's like, stay out of my business. I've told you enough times now. Oh, okay, you want a story. Here's a story then. Of course, I'm just curious. What are you trying to hide, or what is the big deal? If- Nothing. It's just being a private person. Now, the stories you did tell uh, are a bit outlandish about uh, being in the Navy and also working well, with the federal government. And- there's many people that have seen my DD-214 and know that that's the truth. That you actually were in the military? Yes. Okay, and wh- what did you do there? I was a pilot. And that's an absolute fact? Yeah. Okay. And just so I understand, where did you serve, or what what kind of a plane did you fly, or just so I can better understand what you're telling me is, is true? It was U.S. Navy. Um Many, many activities overseas. Uh, started off in what they call the Flying Rock with a canopy, the F-4 Phantom. Uh, graduated up to the F-14 Tomcat when that was released to us. Um, and there's various, you know, flight hours and other aircraft, but, you know, none of them anything spectacular or noteworthy. 
And that's the absolute truth? Yeah. And did you work for the Secret Service as well? I can't comment on that. So, really, are, are you, and now that's something that you are maintaining, again, is true that you work for the Secret Service? No, I do not work for the Secret Service. But you did. I'm not, <laughs> I can't comment on that. What year were you in the Navy, or what years? 77 through 84. Okay. And I must say, it seems a, a bit hard to believe that you're in the Secret Service, but you are just... You, you well, then let's, let's just assume for the record that that's not a fact. Okay, well, I, I can do that. Uh, I mean, you know, like that puts that to bed. That was a big, fat lie. But then what? Why, why would you just tell me that, then? <laughs> I wanted to not comment on it at all. Okay. And just out of curiosity, back to the Navy just for one second before we let that go. How old were you in the Navy? I was 22 when I went in. Okay. Now, moving on to the idea that you spent time in jail, when was that? That was uh, late 80s, early 90s. What were you in for? Uh, bank robbery. No kidding. And, how much, yeah. and so what did that... Now, I, I still don't understand why people get all excited about bank robbers. Perhaps it's the old... Uh, uh, something romantic about it. Well, there's nothing romantic about it. How many banks did you rob? Uh, I think that the federal indictment called for 18. 18 banks? And what did that normally look like when you robbed a bank? What do you mean, normally look like? The plan or the execution, or how, how does that, that go down when you rob a bank? <laughs> I don't know that I can comment on that without any kind of further uh, uh, criminal, potential criminal charges coming out. <laughs> well, all right, how about, I mean, how, I could be accused of, of teaching people how to rob banks if, if I talked about that. Um, but when you, uh, did you go in with a, a weapon? Did you, do you have a gun with no, you? No, no, nothing was, nothing was ever armed. It was all unarmed. Were you alone when you were robbing the bank, or did you have a crew? Yes, I was alone. And did you just pass them a note, and then they would give you the cash? Yep. And how much? Pretty did, much. And how much did you end up stealing? Uh, robbing. Um, you know, I don't even remember to tell you the truth. It was a different period of my life. Ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, it was less than a hundred thousand. And how did you eventually get caught? Uh, stupidity. Okay, that'll do it. But what happened? I think a picture had been posted in the paper, and somebody finally recognized it and said, hey, I think I know who that is. And how long were you in prison for? Uh, a total of nine years, I think, was the total. And what was that like? Prison's very interesting. Very interesting. Um... Uh, I think that the feds have it down as far as it being a uh, a place to teach people or give them the tools to get out after a long term and actually 
be able to be a contributing member of society, whereas the state prisons tend to warehouse and... Uh, you know, that would really be a good in-depth Pulitzer Prize-winning article for Kevin or somebody. So take a real hard look at the uh, the California state prison system and how much uh, the citizens of this state are being buffaloed. They're, they're claiming they're spending a lot of money on things, and yet I can remember seeing empty classrooms that were allegedly fully funded. What about the exposure to white supremacy in prison, because I did read that you were involved with this publishing house uh, that you created, and then this ultimate group, the National Prisoner Kindred Alliance. Yeah, well, the National Prison Kindred Alliance was set up uh, to facilitate um, prisoners getting uh, at least some equal rights as far as religious preference. As far as the white supremacist stuff goes, you know, yeah, we got into it, and we shut it down. There was a purpose there. There was very definitely a purpose. Um, and some of the religious leaders uh, around the nation knew what that purpose was. And that purpose was to shut it down, and it got shut down. But the idea of white supremacy uh, involved with the, with the group... It's I, ridiculous. What mean, meaning? What I mean? Do you? Do you? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, white supremacy is a ridiculous notion. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of racists, but it seems to me that when you, am I. but when you involve yourself with a group like that, that uh, you really can't separate the two. Yes, but you can. How? Why? 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 Well, why, the, uh, why the religion of the Northern European ancestors is not uh, a racist religion. You know, as I explained it to a, a reporter once before many years ago, um, jokingly, you know, everybody tries to identify the Vikings with the Northern uh, European native religion, and uh, the Vikings did not have the. Uh, the monopoly on that faith or that spiritual path. Um, and at the same time, Vikings were not discriminatory in, you know, their conquests. They didn't say, oh, let's go attack Africa because we don't like black people. Can I just read you a line from the Arcade Eye story? And uh, they're talking about a Napa Time story. Talking of uh, Post and his, his then-wife, that's you, and your, your then-wife, Monica, having operated a related white supremacist publishing house called 14 Words Press. The company's uh, name invokes a popular white supremacist slogan coined uh, by uh, Lane, who's referred to in the, the article here. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. As I said, we shut it down. We got a hold of it to shut it down. Okay, but now... It, I mean, <laughs> Well, I mean, from, from from the outside, John, can't you see how it looks as though that that is not the case? That, For example, I don't like racists, uh, so therefore I don't hang out with them or associate with them, uh, and, right. and, and I uh, just find that abhorrent. So the idea that you uh, were operating this, this group, I mean, it seems to me that, yes, you were involved with them in a serious way, but you're just saying that's just flat out wrong. Right. We were not attending rallies. We were not pumping money into their movement. Um, we got a hold of the publishing house, and it took us like seven months quietly shut it down without getting ourselves killed over it. So at no point in your life would you have ever called yourself a white supremacist or anything? Oh, hell no. 
Hell no. No way. No. And how much money do you make off that operation before you shut it down? We didn't make any money. It was actually a losing money proposition because of the way we shut it down. Now, of course, in, in the story that, that Kevin uh, put together, it seemed as though uh, a lot of this was a scam, that you had uh, taken some merchandise from another a person who happens to be a white supremacist, and you were selling this material. And I mean, how would you address that part of the story? Uh, Ron McMahon, I think, is the one that was making the complaint. Ron McMahon um, got ripped off by his partner, and we did not even realize until we were a year into our whole project in that regard. We'd already shut down 14 Word Press. We did not know that uh, the merchandise that we had purchased from Katya um, had been part of a deal with Mr. McMahon. We did not realize that. Um, and business-wise, we had no we had no reason to deal with him. Um, we had checked with our attorneys and they said, no, you're it's all good, you know. If, if if he came at you and successfully sued you for monies, then you would have to go back at her and sue her. Um, but more than likely, it would all go back to her anyway, as far as any kind of uh, liability goes in that regard. No, we didn't rip anything off. It's a colorful story. When you allow people to just talk and talk and talk without any kind of fear of, uh, of having to be uh, accurate, they'll say all kinds of things. The story also goes into the the lies that you told here in in Humboldt County, uh, and that, that's the way it's framed. That uh, you misled people, that uh, you took money from them, and uh, there was just a, a huge just sort of uh, smoke and mirrors campaign you had going on. Uh, and at one point, you were renting a room to a colleague of mine, Bobby Olson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby is referred to in the story, and he is actually on the line now. Would you mind if I brought him in? Sure. Okay. All right. Bobby, good morning. Morning, John. Now, you know John. Yes. Very well. So, could you explain to me what happened in your world? Well, I was in need of a place to live, and the plans I'd made had fell through. And John said, hey... I have a room available in my house. You can rent it. And and we made a, a verbal agreement to rent the room. And now understand I had been told by him numerous times before and numerous times after moving in that he owned the house. And not only did he own the house, but he owned it free and clear. And there were other people in the house renting. Everybody was paying him rent and paying him on time. Um, about the first week of January... Myself and one of the other roommates were getting ready to leave the house. I was giving him a ride to a doctor's appointment. And he exited the house before me and discovered two notices posted on the front door. They were three-day pay-or-quit notices from attorneys of a property management company. One was in Mr. Post's name, indicated that he was the tenant listed as renting the downstairs of the unit for $750 a month and that rent had not been paid from September through January. The other notice was in the roommate who I was giving a ride to the doctor, Michael Piles, indicated he was the tenant listed on the upstairs unit and that his $725 a month had not been paid from September through January. 
understand that Mr. Piles, like myself, had agreements with Mr. Post to rent a room for significantly less than $725 a month, and everybody had been paying on time, if not early. Um, so Mr. Piles took his notice, let me make a copy of it so I could thoroughly read it later. We put Mr. Post's notice back on the front door. I took him to his doctor's appointment. When I returned home, the note was still on the front, so I took it off the front, walked inside, and um, showed it to Mr. Post. You know, said, what's going on? Is there something I can do to help what's going on? He said, not to worry about it. Don't worry about this. It's no big deal. I'll take care of this. Okay. Knowing at that point that he was looking me in the eye and lying to me kind of hurt because I thought we were good friends. Um, so again, the... I went upstairs, right. told him, okay, well, I'm going to go upstairs and take care of some things for work. Went upstairs about five minutes later. He came up. What he told me just about floored me. He told me that a few nights prior he'd been we'd been drinking and he decided he was mad at the rest of the roommates, myself and the other two men that lived in the house, and and he left a drunken message on the voicemail of his property managers um, oh. stating stating that he wanted everybody kicked out, and, and he said with a little laugh, I, I, I left such a drunken message, they're even kicking me out, but I called them and straightened it out. Okay, but so the bottom line is that you were renting a room from him, and you thought that he owned the place, but he did not, and then things imploded, and then you had to move out. And uh, John, so what happened there? Did you lie to Bobby? Um, no. Um, did I give Bobby all my financial information? No. Did what? Say that again? Did I give? Did I disclose my entire financial situation with Bobby? No. John, you never owned the house. Do you think I'm so stupid that I didn't make some phone calls? John, I don't think that's the point here. Or maybe sure, it's the point. You misled us. Let's let's say you didn't mislead us and we misunderstood that you were subletting the house to us. You still took our money and did not pay rent. Isn't that embezzlement? Uh, no, that's not embezzlement, actually. Um, otherwise, every misappropriation of funds, a legal right to rent uh, a place and didn't make house payments or something like that uh, would be liable. Um, but you, you were you set know, up as a tenant I'm yourself. Just, you weren't set up to sublet that place. And on top of it, you took get... rent money from people and didn't pay the rent. Okay, so, but where are we now? So, John, you don't own that place, and it was foreclosed upon, presumably? Or you, 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 yeah. you, Okay. And now, Bobby, John or Bobby, are you still with me both? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but so then, Bobby, where are we right now? I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So, you are owed money, or what is your your? I mean, um, I'm one of the fortunate few that probably is square with John. Okay. Um, the other two roommates that lived there, when that happened that day, and he chose to not come clean, we just decided to find a place and move out together, which we did. Um, the other two roommates had both paid Mr. Post 
uh, a deposit of $400 and last month's rent of $400. Um, uh, so far, so far, Mr. Piles has recovered $500 of that. It was on a um, cashier's check from a local bank in somebody else's name. It was, so it came from somebody else's account, not Mr. Post. Um, I hope that woman manages to get her money back. Um, he's not paid a dime to the other roommate for his deposit or okay. Okay. 30 days. Now, in, in, in your mind, Bobby, are these forgivable offenses, or what do you uh, see as the future for your I, I, relationship? You know, I was willing to forgive in the beginning, but he, he chose to spend, from the minute he was confronted with the truth, he chose to lie. He's not even telling us the truth right now on the air. You know, and then the day before we moved out, he was he and Mr. Piles were both served court papers to appear in court over it. And when I came downstairs, and he asked me how Mr. Piles was, and I said, "Well, he's upset. He's got papers. Says he has to be in court next week because he's renting the whole upstairs unit." for $725 a month and he hasn't paid rent in September and that's not the agreement he had. He had the agreement to rent a room for 400 a month and he's made his payments. In fact, Mr. Post, probably a month prior to that, gave Mr. Piles a letter saying he has always paid his rent in full and on time because Mr. Piles was thinking of moving. Okay. Um, Which fortunately saved Mr. Piles. That and having the copy of the agreement with Mr. Post that he was able to show the attorneys for the property management company is what saved him from any further hassles. So it sounds to me, Bobby, as though you have now cut your ties altogether with John and you're moving on. You have no desire for any uh, friendship in the future, and uh, this is just a mistake that you've learned no, from. He can't even he can't even be straight with us right now, okay. John. All right. You know, I Bob- don't have time or use for that in my life. Bobby, thank you I'm very much. sad. I enjoyed spending time with John. He introduced me to some wonderful local people, and, you know, it's too bad that he can't get the help that he needs. John, before we let Bobby go, any uh, yeah. anything uh, you'd like to say to him? Uh, good luck. Okay. Good luck to you, John. Please get some help. Bobby, thank you. Likewise, All Bobby. Right. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Bye-bye. That's uh, Bobby Olson. You can read more about his account in the Arcade Eye. And, uh, John, you've made uh, yeah. a bit of an enemy there in Bobby. Well, that's unfortunate. You know, um, that's unfortunate. It seems to me, when you read the story that uh, Ken put together, that this is a bit of a pattern that, uh, again, you uh, create this, uh, oh, Story, and then uh, you just have various scams going constantly to sort of keep other scams afloat, and then the lies collapse eventually, and that's why you are where you are right now. That you are a, a con person. How do you respond to that, or is there any truth in that? Um, to be to be perfectly honest, I think there's a little con in everybody, so I'm not going to deny that. Um, that I willfully go and con people for their money to uh, satisfy my own uh, needs. No, I'm, I'm not going to cop to that either. That's just not true. Um, but do you, do you lie often? 
I lie off? No, I don't think so, no. And I will admit that there have been a couple of whoppers, but no, I'm not in the habit of going out lying. And, but again, in, in, in the story, it paints just the opposite picture, John. And you must realize that, that it seems as though everything... And a lot of that's hearsay. A lot of that's, you know, one person's word for the other person's word. Um, and, you know, because of past mistakes on my part, I'm sure that I come out on the short end as, as far as that goes. There's a woman. Um, who, there's a woman who's referred to here in the story, and she said that at some point you became verbally and physically abusive. Have you ever abused a woman? Physically or otherwise? No, no. No, that's just like not even part of me. That's not even part of my makeup. Are you, are you I'm ma- going to have to read the story. I still haven't read the story. You haven't read the I, story. I've read parts of it. I read the, the front page part. It's on uh, line right now through the Arcade Eye website. You can, okay. you can find, I can send you a link. But it's, it's quite easy to find. But are, are, you, are you with a woman right now? No. No. Where are no. You? In fact, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I've been bending them off basically for the last couple of years. Um, I'm not interested in being in a relationship. I have a lot of my own crap I need to work on. Um, I don't have time to be in a relationship where, you know, I have to meet someone else's needs. Now, Bobby mentioned that you should get some help, and based on what I've read in the story, I would say that's that's true. Would you agree with that? That yeah. you that, do you need therapy or? Oh yeah. To do, to do what? To fix what? I think to fix my own insecurities or whatever drives me to do uh, the things that that whatever drives me to take shortcuts and things like that. That you know, it's like a yeah. That's that's what I need. When you say shortcuts, are you talking about misleading people and then trying to take advantage of them? I'm not trying to take advantage of anybody. Come on now. Um, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's not the motive at all. But you, yeah, I do. I do need to. Uh, I do need to get some help, and I will. Through a therapist or. Whatever it takes. Do you use drugs or anything like that? No, not at all. I've smoked. I've smoked marijuana, but no, I don't use any other drugs. So, have you been in therapy in the past? No. Okay. And when you say that you're planning on working on this, uh, do you do you plan on calling a therapist next week or? It's on the list for the next 30 days. Where where are you right now? I'm out of the country. Out of the country? Where? Yeah. Uh, I'm about a four-hour different time zone from you. <laughs> Can't you tell me where you are, John? Why would I want to tell you where I'm at when I'm trying to recapture my life and, and, and do things right? Uh, I don't need a bunch of people hassling me about it. You know, it's one step at a time to try to get matters taken care of. And are there people that I owe money to? Yes, there are people that I owe money to, and I will pay them. Um, so, by the way, I, I, I do think that you, you, you can repair this. I mean, I don't think that your life is over, as far as I'm concerned, and you're talking about starting anew. But is that the plan right now, that you're, you're never going back to Humboldt County? It's, it's time to just uh, look forward and, and leave this all behind you? 
No, no, no. I can't leave it behind me until I've taken care of some of the mess that I created. How will you do that? Okay. And, and just, so what part of the story is wrong? Uh, I guess I'm trying to understand when you say there's a mess. What mess? I mean, the stuff with Bobby or how? I mean, of course, this goes much further than that. The other people that have been uh, damaged uh, by you financially uh, that are uh, discussed in the, in the story. But just explain to me what mess you're talking about. I think through some of my, you know, for example, Lois Cordova. I didn't take any money from Lois Cordova. I didn't take any money for Lois Cordova. Several of us didn't attempt to help her out. Um, and money was wired to the mortgage company, and the money came back. Um, and uh, I would like to see Lois housed, but Lois also needs to take the step forward. Lois was nagged at for, you know, getting benefits, Social Security, GA, food stamps. I doubt that she's even on GA or food stamps yet. I mean, when she called and nobody was listening and finally I responded, uh, she had no income at all. She had no chance of keeping her place. We tried to fix that up. We gave her a list of things to do, places to go to get some help so that she had some income. But she consistently thought that she needed someone to give her a job. Um, and... and it's a, that's a very sad thing. I feel that I failed Lois, though, and I would like to somehow make that right uh, in a constructive manner, not just not just a handout, which is what she's seeking. You know. And how will you do well, that? I don't quite know yet. It's just something that's in my heart because you know I I worked with Lois. Uh, Lois taught me many things. Lois has a lot of potential. Um. But the fact that she is so quick to consistently blame everybody else for her problems is something that she's going to have to get over. Um, uh, now, now, to me, when I'm trying to make up with somebody, I generally don't uh, say things like that. I'm not that. trying to make up. I'm trying to correct. Uh, okay. You know, I, I feel partially responsible for her current situation. Okay. But I did not I think that's, mastermind that's valid. that. I did not make that happen. That was already pretty much a moot point. We basically, all we got was extensions of time and uh, hollow promises from the mortgage company. In the in the Arcade Eye story, you're described as, again, a liar. Uh, people describe you as wicked, a con man, a bad person. Bobby, he clearly has some problems. How do you react to that? Or do you think that perhaps you are deeply flawed or... How do you sort of view those types of observations? I, well, first of all, I think we're all flawed to some degree. Um, and I'm certainly not trying to sidestep anything there. Um, uh, do I have issues that I need to handle? Yeah, I do. Um, do. Did I make some mistakes? Yes, I made some mistakes, and I would like to correct them. I'm not trying to become friends with people. Um, it's not from that, that vantage or that viewpoint at all that, that my heart sits as far as trying to uh, make up for my negative impact in, people, in some people's lives. Um, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm not a con man. Um, that's not what I you know, set out to do each day when I wake up, for crying out loud. 
Um, and it's not something that just happens either. Um, and do you still tell people these fantastic stories about your background, about being a Navy fighter pilot and working for the government? I, and, and No, uh, no, no. Um, I don't tell anybody anything about me. Um, what, what are you doing? What are you doing right now to turn this around or, or move on? What do you are you? Do you have a job? Uh, not yet. Right. Trying to decide where I need to get a job um, and where to go from there. Uh, doing a lot of reviewing, doing some decision making, um, and uh, how are you surviving? Where, where are you getting cash these days? I have a retirement. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from where? Where? Where's the retirement money coming from? I, that's not to be. That, you know, again, why are people wanting to know my personal uh, financial uh, information? What the hell's up with that? Just because the whole story revolves around uh, you uh, misleading people and uh, trying to extract cash from them. So I'm just trying to better no, understand what's real and what's false. Come on now, John. It's not but, about trying John, to extract cash from people or anything like that. But, I mean, again, in the story, that's the whole idea. And, and I must say, oh, a while ago I heard whispers about uh, things like this, and then eventually the story came out. So, again, I don't know what is real. It seems as though there's this overwhelming load of evidence against you. And uh, since people uh, have been overwhelming harmed, amount of hearsay. Okay, so none of it's true. I didn't say that at all. But a lot of this is based on hearsay. Nobody's provided documents. Nobody's provided, you know, uh, any uh, evidence of wire fraud or anything like that at all, which, you know, nothing like that occurred. Uh, but they're certainly painting a very ugly picture. Um, yes. With an incomplete set of facts. I'm not saying it's all wrong. Most so, of it is. Most of um, it is. You know, it's like as far as uh, the situation with Bobby and I. Well, that's a matter of perception. And I still refuse to, um, I'm about me and fixing me and uh, trying to correct what damage may have occurred, okay? I'm not about dragging somebody else through the mud for their own inadequacies. Now, I, I have to ask, why did you leave the area? Because when I have a problem with someone, I try to reach out to them and then deal with it. I, I wouldn't leave the area. Uh, and again, and again, it seems as though there's this uh, oh, chorus of people who are upset with you. So, but, but why, why did you leave the area? It was a planned trip already. Okay. When are you coming back? I mean, I should be back in a couple of weeks. Where Where will you stay? Do you have a place around Pardon? here? Did you have a, a house in, in the area now? Or? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a place to stay. And you're and you're sure you're not a racist because that white supremacy uh, material is very oh, dude, disturbing. I'm serious. It's, no way. I mean that's as uh, repellent to me, John. Well, it's just so not me. Okay. Really? I mean, John, thank you very much for talking to me. I really do appreciate it. Okay. All right, and perhaps in the future we'll talk again. And certainly, we can do an update. Okay, and. Can you tell me that you will uh, try not to lie anymore? Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, John. Okay. Have a great day, John. All right. Bye-bye. That is John Post, also known as Johnny Berry Picker. And you can find out more. Read the full story in the Arcata Eye, which is...
posted online. Coming up after a quick break, boy on your phone case log.